Welcome to podcast five of the GCSE Classive Bristol Grammar School podcast. And uh, this podcast is going to look at festivals, um, section 1.5, starting on page 83 of the textbook. Um, and uh, there are four, um, you're getting used to the idea of the number four for all of these. There are four festivals, and that is the City Dionysia, the Great Panathenia, the Lupercalia and the Saturnalia. As usual with these, there are two Greek, two Roman, um, and we're going to have a look at um, how all of those fit together. Now, um, for each of these festivals, we're going to look at uh, basically seven things. We're going to look at what God, uh, which God it is uh, dedicated to. We're going to look at the location where that is important. Um, we're going to look at the origin and how the story leads to it. We're going to look at the program. We're going to look at uh, when it happens, how long it goes on for. Um, we're going to look at uh, a couple of things to do with the exam question to do with um, what the enjoyment of this festival would have been and what the importance of the city was. Don't forget, we can compare festivals then, um, as is the case with all of these. Let's have a start then with uh, the Great Panathenae, which was um, one of the most important festivals. Um, so Watkins is going to talk you through uh, those facets of the Great Panathenae. Great. So using Glopway, as Mr. Keane just said, that God, location, origin, program, when, enjoyment and uh, importance system, Glopway. I'm going to go through the Great Panathenae as quickly as I can. All the details you need to go through it are on pages 84 to 87. So which God was the greater Panathenae for? Athene. So it was for Athene. Uh, It took place in Athens. Um, what was the origin? We mentioned just in the previous podcast that Theseus established the, Panathen- the Panathenia as a way of uniting the warring tribes. Um, glop, we're on to P now. What was the programme? This is a slightly longer bit. So it took place over eight days and there were a variety of different events that took place. There were, on day one, rhapsodic and musical contests. So uh, people would play a lyre or a aulos, like a flute, uh, and people would sing along to these epic tales. And prizes were given for the best musician and the best singer. The next day there were boys and youths. So boys and then youths are people who've just started to grow their beards. uh, Athletics events. And on the third day there were men's athletics events. But what specific athletic events did they do? They did the stadion, which is a running race. Uh, They did wrestling. Then there was boxing. Uh, The pancratian, which is kind of your UFC, uh, MMA, no holds barred wrestling. Um, The only things not allowed were eye gouging and biting. And there was the pentathlon, which was discus, javelin, long jump, stadion again, and wrestling. And those were the sporting events that took place on day two for boys and youths and for men on day three. Day four is equestrian events, so a variety of horse-based sports. Um, This included the apobates, which is uh, riding along a chariot and getting off it, and I suspect getting back on it again. Um, On day five were the tribal contests. Now, the tribal contests were an opportunity for the tribes to to compete against each other. In their 10 tribes, uh, there were strength trials um, called sort of the fine manliness uh, competition. Uh, there was the, the boat race, 
which took place in Piraeus, which is the nearby port to Athens. And there was a war dance. So there's pipe players and you dance a bit like, imagine like a hacker. And on day six, there was an all-night celebration. Panicus, the all-night celebration. There was the procession, which we'll talk about later, very important, and the sacrifice. So the hecatomb at the Greater Panathenaia. Um, on the seventh day, it then says there was an apobates and boat race, which seems slightly contradictory because on day five was the tribal contest, which included those elements. Um, and then on day eight, they gave prizes for the various events. So you were competing earlier on in your sport event or your singing event or your tribal contest um, or your boat race or your uh, various things. But on day eight you received your prizes and these would have been different amounts for different events some were considered fine than others but you received a big amphora filled with olive oil very valuable and very relevant to Athene um, and painted on one side of this amphora would be Athene, recognisable because she would have had her shield uh, with possibly with the gorgon on it and her helmet and on the other side will be a depiction of the event you had won. And a very typical exam question will be an image of one of those amphora and you have to explain what's going on. So that's the programme of events. I mentioned then the procession and this was a long and elaborate line of the people of Athens and the Metics, the non-citizen um, residents of the city, each with a different job. There were ladies who had weaved a lovely dress and there were people carrying the dress. There were people carrying um, cakes or barley. There were animals uh, who were all adorned, as you learnt, on sacrifice, all proceeding in a set route up to the Parthenon for the sacrifice. There was a, um, and that's the programme of events. We're on to W now, Glopway, which is when or how long. This took place in the summer and it took place, the idea was it was Athene's birthday. Um, and um, how long did it last for? It lasted for eight days. So that's quite a long festival. Um, and now, that's the knowledge you need to show about uh, the Great Panathenaia, which is a festival that takes place every four years. There was a little Panathenaia, a standard Panathenaia, that took place every year. But what the exam wants you to know about is the Great Panathenaia every four years, where the dress they made was big enough to clothe the Crus Elephantine, that's the ivory and gold statue of Athene in the Parthenon, big enough to clothe, or possibly it was big enough to clothe the wooden statue outside. There is debate about that. But a giant big uh, dress, and it was processed as the sail of a giant boat on wheels through the city, and it was given as a gift to the goddess Athene. Um, the other kind of question you examine or might ask you is um, a bigger question about enjoyment. Uh, would the people of Athens enjoyed this festival, or which festival would have enjoyed more comparing two festivals. So things to say about this one is the length. Eight days, which means eight days off work. Lovely. There were chances to compete in athletics and music. So you could talk about appealing to lots of different people. There were chances for you to uh, represent your tribe and compete against the other tribes. Everyone likes a bit of healthy competition. There was an all-night celebration. That's lots of fun. There was lots of music. There was lots of dancing. 
There was sacrifice, so it's a chance to get meat. And in fact, at the Greater Penathenai, the sacrifice was a hecatomb, a hundred oxen sacrifice. So lots of meat involved. There were prizes to be won, which were incredibly valuable, some of them. So sort of a very clear and obvious gain, a bit of money back or, or olive oil back in that one. Um, and if you had to critique it in terms of enjoyment, you could say that it was, um, you could say that uh, w- women weren't competing in the athletics. So as a female, you might be less excited, but as a female, you might be selected to be one who weaves the dress or gets to parade the dress or even set up the loom if you were one of the, one of the priests, priestesses. Um, the other one is what is the value? What is the importance of this festival to the people of uh, Greece, to Athens? And that is it's a chance to uh, to give a dress to the goddess Athene on her birthday, the goddess who is patron of your city. That's clearly really important. It was founded by Theseus. So it's uh, back to the origins of the city's unification. Um, and um, I think that's what we need to say about Greater Panathenae. Moving on to the Dionysia then next, <clears throat> there are a couple of different Dionysias. Uh, there's one that was held out in the countryside called the Rural Dionysia, but the one we're going to look at is known as the City Dionysia. Um, it is to, to, uh, a festival to Dionysus, um, hence the name Dionysia. Um, he, as you know, is the god of wine, but also uh, theatre. That's going to become really important. Um, the location, well, I've said it's the city, Dionysia. It is the city of Greece, and that is Athens. And the location in particular was down at the uh, the foot of the southern side of the Acropolis um, in the theatre of Dionysus and the area around that, the sanctuary around that. The origin of it um, is one which, when you've heard the story, is not difficult to remember because it's one with some uh, rather odd and interesting details. Basically, it's to do with a a sort of um, genital disease um, that starts off. um, And uh, the um, Athenians, um, the people of Athens, um, had uh, an alliance with the people of Eleutheri, largely because... Um, the people of Eleutherae um, wanted to um, become uh, sort of linked with the Athenians, um, but there was a plague um, that affected uh, the genitals of the men, and um, a gift of a statue that the people of Eleutherae had given um, had been rejected, and so the people who knew something about why you had plagues in Athens said, aha, well, if you accept this a statue of uh, Dionysus into the into the um, into the city. Then the plague that's affecting the men's genitals will stop, and they did so. And strangely enough, it stopped. And so, therefore, as a celebration of the fact they didn't have diseased genitals anymore, um, they had a, uh, a festival to Dionysus to say thank you for stopping the terrible disease. So that's the origin. Um, the programme sort of fitted in with the idea of Dionysus. Um, and basically it was a five-day festival. Uh, day one, they'd have this great procession, which is known as the Pompeir. Um, and they would basically take a wooden statue of Dionysus, a bit like the one that uh, stopped the plague, um, on a boat on wheels, right the way through uh, the city um, to the sanctuary of Dionysus. Uh, they'd then have a dithyrambic contest 
Okay, don't worry too much about being able to use that word, but it's a basically it's a competition, um, which is a kind of really old fashioned competition in honor of Dionysus um, and would have been a competition where you would have um, basically um, done some reciting. You would have um, come up with some poetic um, and sort of choral um, dancing and and uh, and singing competitions. It's sort of a, a effectively it's like um like a sort of house dance competition if you like um but uh kind of slightly bigger because a hundred people from each tribe would have taken part um and then still on the first day you would have ended up with uh, this amazing phallus celebration so you would have brought uh, everybody would have brought their own uh, leather phallus and presented it um, to the god um, because Dionysus, as well as being god of theatre and wine, was also god of fertility. A um, lot of singing, a lot of dancing, a huge amount of drinking of wine, um, and probably a lot of silliness, I would think. Day two, you'd had the opening ceremony, and you would have had five comedies um, as part of a competition. The Greeks invented comedy, just as they did with um, drama uh, generally, and uh, it was a chance to... Uh, do lots of plays which would have sent up and kind of had a go at the um, the leaders um, of the city at the time. Um, a guy called Aristophanes was the most famous um, of the uh, the writers of these comedies, and we still have some of his comedies now. Day three, four, and five, you had the same uh, idea for all these three um, days, which would. You started off with three tragic plays and then you had a satyr play. Now, the tragedy tended to be based on mythological stories. Um, a lot of the stories that we've been talking about um, in talking about the gods. Um, and uh, we have slightly more of these plays still survived by um, three particular tragic playwrights, Aeschylus, Sophocles and Euripides. Um, and the importance of the tragedy was you got the idea of... Um, you know, this opportunity to try out some really horrific and horrible ideas. Um, and, you know, part of it really was watching this play and thinking, well, thank goodness my life isn't quite that bad. OK, you have these really significant figures like Oedipus um, and uh, like Pentheus and uh, various other characters like that who go into, uh, who get into all sorts of trouble with, uh, usually with the gods. So you have three of those on each day um, and then a satyr play as the fourth thing on each day. And that was a little bit of comic relief, really, if you like. Um, slightly mythological, but slightly sillier. Um, there is a famous uh, satyr play that still survives um, called the Cyclops, which looks at him as a, kind of a, a sort of silly figure who was, uh, you know, uh, bumbling along, unable to um, kind of live his life properly because he only had one eye. Um, so that was the uh, the, the programme. The, uh, the the when well the when was sometime in mid March probably um, and that probably linked in with this idea of fertility because it's the time of year where uh, the plants are starting to grow and when you know lambs are starting to be born and that sort of thing uh, lasted for five days as I've said uh, in terms of exam questions about enjoyment um, it's going to be good to link it to the creativity and interest of all of these competitions, which are a bit different from your average sporting contest in ancient Greece, you got the chance to um, get involved in dancing and singing and plays. And all of these would have been stories which would have transported you away from your everyday life. Um, the importance to the city, well, it's the importance of actually taking an opportunity to forget the kind of the day-to-day -day politics and the difficulties and the war and actually have a moment when you are kind of engaging in 
uh, drama, engaging in something a bit more exciting and different and, and having a chat about it afterwards, I'm sure. So lots to say, I think, about uh, the importance of the city Dionysia. Um, but uh, but there's the, that's, the, that's the two Greek um, uh, festivals you have to look at are the Panathenaia and Dionysia. We're going to move on now to the two Roman ones. Okay, so the first festival I'm going to talk about is the Saturnalia. Um, remember, Glopwe. So which god? It was dedicated to Saturn, and he was the Roman god of sowing. That's the sowing of seeds, sort of uh, planting for the harvest. Um, it took place in Rome and the Roman world. We don't know really the origin of this festival, but the point of it was that um, Saturn was the god who ruled the earth during the Golden Age, a time when men and gods lived together. And the idea of the festival is uh, returning to this Golden Age. Um, the programme of events for this, again, a little bit uh, cloudy, we're not too sure, but we know that on day one was the sacrifice. There's no mention of what the sacrifice involved, but it must have been large and substantial because there was enough meat provided from that sacrifice to feed the whole city in the following uh, days at the um, feasts. Um, the other thing we do know about that sacrifice is that unlike typical Roman sacrifices where the priest had his head covered, the priest at the Saturnalia sacrifice had his head uncovered because it was done in the Greek style. And the idea of that is because Saturn is also Cronus, and that's the idea that he is a Greek god, father of Zeus. Um, so day one of the festival was uh, the sacrifice. Um, later on in the festival, we had the public feast. This was paid for by the state, and everybody took part. The rich, the poor, men, women, adults, children, slaves and masters. It could potentially have lasted for several days. So clearly a massive thing and seated and it took place in the streets of Rome. You sat down at a big table in the streets of Rome and the food was provided for you and a statue of Saturn sat at the banquet table to show that the God was present at his own festival. As well as the public feast, people also had a private feast at home. Um, citizens didn't wear their normal toga they put on a party dress a very colorful bright toga um, and they wore a cloth a felt cap called a pileus which is a symbol of freedom and on this day where um, slaves and masters were considered equal for the day gift giving was the other feature of this festival um, typically gifts would involve something that could provide light light into a time of darkness so it could be a, a candelabra uh, or something similar um that's the program we're on to the when now this took place during the winter solstice the shortest day the longest night of the year uh, it lasted um, up to seven days 17th to 23rd of december but most typically it was just three days a three day long festival and it took place at a time of year very near to our modern Christmas. And in fact, we believe it was turned into Christmas. Um, in terms of enjoyment, obviously this was a great festival to be enjoyed by slaves and the poor because they were given freedom and they were given um, a, a feast and a chance to eat with everyone else. It would have been enjoyed by everyone because there was light and there was nice food and there was gift giving and games. 
Um, in terms of the importance to the city, well, it was a very expensive one for the city because uh, the state had to pay for the uh, feasts. Um, it gave people time off work, but it worshipped this god Saturn, which had lots of relevance to the city. So the Lupercalia, the final uh, festival. Lupercalia uh, is dedicated to the god Lupercus, who doesn't pop up very much in other descriptions um, of the most important gods um, but uh, it is connected with the latin word lupus so it's kind of a, the wolf god and then linked in because of what you remember about the story of uh, rome's founder romulus with romulus himself okay so the founder of rome romulus um, is also honored in this festival um, where is it uh, where does it happen well it happens in rome and it happens um, largely in the Palatine Hill and the Forum. Uh, the Palatine Hill had a cave on it, which was where the wolf um, was supposed to have suckled Romulus and Remus. So that's where it started, this place called the Lupercal Cave. Um, a lot of these words are connected with Lupercalia Lupercus, the god, Lupercal, the cave. Um, its origin, it's supposed to have been um, uh, representing the uh, suckling of Romulus and Remus, really, um, and this idea of Romulus and Remus being the origins of, of Rome, and so therefore this idea of fertility um, and sort of starting kind of the, the, the race and sort of making sure there's enough people to, um, to, to live in Rome. And the programme, it, it's a one-day festival, OK, um, it's only one day. It happens on the 15th of February. Strangely enough, very close for a festival of fertility to our modern day Valentine's Day. Not accidental, um, I'm sure. Um, and this idea um, of uh, fertility and love um, and uh, sort of effectively a sort of sex festival, if you like. This idea of um, the, the excitement of, uh, you know, young boys and young girls sort of looking at each other, sort of fancying each other and then thinking, well, you know, maybe we can get together um this this hasn't uh, changed over the thousands of years since the lupercalia was first um instigated um and uh, the the program of the lupercalia well effectively it was all around this race so there was a sacrifice to start with um and animals um who were sacrificed were the dogs and goats um they were known for their fertility by the by, the Romans they had the molar salsa sprinkled on their heads, um, which you will have heard of from our description of uh, the sacrifice, the Roman sacrifice. Um, they had their throats slit, and basically they were then sliced into bits. And the Luperci priests, who were priests chosen from the nobles of the city, so not the poor that might have been involved in the Saturnalia, but the rich men, they were involved um, as the Luperci, and they would take bits of these chopped up goats and dogs, and they would run around the city in a race. And the idea was, as they went around, they would get these pieces of goat or pieces of dog um, that had been sliced up and they would try and um, sort of uh, whip anyone who came near them um, with these blood-stained slices of goat. Now, the slices of goat were called the Februa, um, and that's why February is now named that. So that's one way of remembering when uh, in the year this happened. Um, but quite often, um, according to uh, Plutarch, who, who you'll remember from a previous uh, section, um, women and children, um, or rather, sorry, women and um, girls would... Um, sort of stand next to the root of the race and they'd hold their hands out 
because they wanted to be whipped with these blood-stained um, pieces of goat um, or dog because it was a good sign of fertility. So they'd get covered with these uh, things by these boys or, or men, these Luperki priests. It's quite possible that the men, the Luperki priests, would actually have been completely naked as they were doing this run. Um, and I'm sure you can see why that would be sort of seen as possibly appropriate for um, the fertility festival, because nudity content, um, sort of, you know, uh, connected in this sense with uh, with sex. Um uh, and so therefore, um, they, they may have been wearing some sort of loincloth, um, but uh, the um, the idea is that they were sort of, you know, making themselves like gods um, by, by wearing very little. Um, and therefore, um, they would have um, sort of had this, this, this exciting race. In terms of enjoyment for an exam question, it's not too difficult to dig out an idea of why was it enjoyable to be involved in a festival where naked men ran around with um, pieces of goats sort of slashing them at you because it would have been quite exciting and sort of um, quite funny I guess Um, but you could certainly say in terms of the importance well fertility becomes really important because this idea that you know you've got to kind of carry on um, the population of the city um, and also this idea that you know in a city where people might have um, being very private and kind of lived in their own um, houses away from everyone else, getting boys and girls, men and women together so that they meet each other and so that you have an opportunity to continue the uh, the, the, the population of the city um, would have been massively important. Um, and also just a chance to um, kind of let your hair down a bit um, and sort of have a bit of enjoyment amongst, you know, going to work, going to school um, and having a, a normal life. Um, in terms of, you know, comparing it, it is worth saying that the priests would have been the richer men in the city. So don't get the idea that everyone would have necessarily been involved in this. You would have been able to watch it, but it might have ended up appearing at least rather elitist. So that's one thing um, to link in with that. Okay, so that's uh, that's festivals.